0: set-apart time of the year. I'm
1: Tim. And I'm Miss. In our last podcast, we talked about Yom Turua and our responsibility to proclaim this important time because the King is coming. Mm -hmm. In a few days, Yom Kippur will be here and our hearts and minds need to be prepared before Yehovah. If you don't know what to do, this is just a little reminder. Tim, let's get started.
0: You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com Follow us on redpilltora.podbean.com. Find us at our new website www.redpilltora.com, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Deezer, TuneIn, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We love to hear from you.
1: And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and please pray for those countries that have been hit hard by COVID-19, especially Israel.
0: At the time of this recording, we are in the 10 days between Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur, the most set-apart day of the year. The shofar has sounded to get our attention. Now, we're doing Teshuvah, turning our hearts and minds completely to Yehovah and His ways. If you haven't already, please listen to our episode 8, titled Yom Kippur. We talked about this most set-apart time then, So we hope to build on what we said. The themes of Yom Kippur are woven throughout the entire Bible, and they're all about our Messiah, Yeshua.
1: We see one example of this theme in the story of Cain and Abel, found in Brashit or Genesis, chapter 4. This chapter starts off with the birth of Cain and Abel. When they grew up, Cain became a farmer, and Abel became a shepherd. At some point, both brothers brought offerings to Jehovah. The scripture doesn't tell us exactly when Elohim told them to give him an offering or what that offering needed to be. We see precedents for offerings from the ground called wave offerings of the first fruit of the harvest, for example, but the scripture did not state that Cain's offering was the first fruits, just that it was for some reason unacceptable. Abel's offering followed the biblical pattern we see performed by Noah, Abraham, and documented in the Torah as given to Moshe. It was a clean animal and it was a firstborn. Getting back to the story, Abel's offering was accepted, but Cain's was not.
0: In Genesis four, starting with verse six, Yehovah said to Cain, why are you angry? Why so downcast? If you're doing what is good, Shouldn't you hold your head high? And if you don't do what is good, sin is crouching at the door. It wants you, but you can rule over it. Cain had words with Abel, his brother. Then one time, when they were in the field, Cain turned on Abel, his brother, and killed him. Jehovah hmm. said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And he replied, I don't know. Am I my brother's guardian? The King James Version of this verse reads, Am I my brother's keeper? The Hebrew word translated as keeper is shomer, which means to keep or to guard. It is first used to describe Adam's job in the garden, to dress and to keep or guard the garden. Cain chose to not be his brother's keeper. In contrast, Yeshua chose to be his brother's keeper.
1: Well, Dan, I never looked at it like that. Leviticus chapter 4 verses 13 through 14 say, If the entire community of Israel inadvertently makes a mistake with the assembly being unaware of the matter, and they do something against any of the mitzvot of Jehovah concerning things which should not be done, they are guilty. When the sin they have committed becomes known, then the assembly is to offer a young bull as a sin offering and bring it before the tent of meeting.
0: Skipping down to verse 20, the scripture says, This is what he is to do with the bull. He must do the same with this bull as he does with the one for the sin offering. Thus, the kohen or the priest will make atonement, a covering for them, and they will be forgiven. These are the instructions for handling a community wide sin of ignorance.
1: Luke 23 tells us about the crucifixion of Yeshua. Beginning at verse 34, we read, Yeshua said, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. They divide up his clothes by throwing dice. The people stood watching and the rulers sneered at him. He saved others, they said. If he's really the Messiah, the chosen one of God, let him save himself. The soldiers, too, ridiculed him. They came up, offered him vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Daddy. Yeshua identified their act of having him crucified as a community sin of ignorance. We just mentioned that. When he said, they don't understand what they are doing. He covered for them, even though they mocked him. He is the ultimate brother's keeper.
0: Well said, Mama. To our listeners, if you haven't already, please check out our episode 53 Unaware, but Responsible. One cannot understand the full meaning of Yom Kippur without understanding joint and mutual responsibility. Yom Kippur is about dealing with the sin of Israel as a nation, not just the individual sins of the people within the nation. As kings and priests, we are servant leaders in the sight of Jehovah. Joint responsibility is inherently part of servant leadership.
1: And as servants, we need to not only live our lives pleasing to the Father, but also encourage others to do the same. Contrast that servant leadership with a fairly recent incident involving a political leader in a U.S. city. The city that this leader served has a major problem with crime and especially murders. The citizens of that city began to complain and openly criticize what the leader was and wasn't doing. In a public news conference, this leader responded to the criticism by saying, I don't know why you're angry with me. I haven't killed anybody. Mm. That comment was met with outrage. Months later, this leader lost an attempt at re-election. Conventional wisdom is that this statement, disassociating from the murder problem, cost this leader the primary election. Gratefully, Yeshua did not disassociate himself from our sins. He took the penalty for them, even though the sin was not his.
0: Amen, Mama. We have a saying, up the creek without a paddle. That idiom basically means that we're in trouble and we have no way to get out of trouble. Yeshua was and is the only way for mankind to get out of trouble. He is the paddle to get us back to the shoreline. Now, let's go back to the scripture and instructions for Yom Kippur. Leviticus 16 tells us the detailed instructions that the high priest had to follow on Yom Kippur. Starting at verse 1, it reads, Yehovah spoke with Moshe after the death of Aaron's two sons when they tried to sacrifice before Jehovah and died. Jehovah said to Moshe, Tell your brother Aaron not to come at just any time into the holy place beyond the curtain in front of the ark cover which is on the ark so that he will not die because I appear in the cloud over the ark cover. Here is how Aaron is to enter the holy place, with a young bull as a sin offering and a ram as a burnt offering. He is to put on the holy linen tunic, have the linen shorts next to his bare flesh, have the linen sash wrapped around him, and be wearing the linen turban. They are the holy garments. He is to bathe his body in water and put them on.
1: There was a proper way to come before Elohim on Yom Kippur. It involved timing, grooming and dress, location, and the bringing of gifts or tribute to his Elohim and king. He is to take from the community of people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Notice that the whole community is involved in supplying the animals for sacrifice. Verse 6 continues with, Aaron is to present the bull for the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and his household. Notice that Aaron has to take care of his personal sins and his household sins before he can address the sins of the nation. Unlike Aaron, Yeshua is sinless. He did not have to do the sin offering for the priests. Verse 7 continues, He is to take the two goats and place them before Jehovah at the entrance of the tent of meeting.
0: Picking up at verse 12, the scripture says, he is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before Jehovah, and with his hands full of ground, fragrant incense, bring it inside the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before Jehovah, so that the cloud from the incense will cover the ark cover, which is over the testimony, in order that he not die. He is to take some of the bull's blood and sprinkle it with his finger on the ark cover towards the east, and in front of the ark cover, he is to sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Remember that the tabernacle and these rituals are patterns of what happens in heaven. Revelation chapter 8 verses 3 through 5 speak about an angel at the altar in heaven having a golden censer with lots of incense. There are many connections between Yom Kippur and the Revelation. Yom Kippur foreshadows the dreaded day of the Lord, dreaded by His enemies and people who don't know what's going on, and a solemn day for those of us who vigilantly watch for Yeshua's return.
1: Leviticus 16, verse 16 explains why the Yom Kippur ritual is done. It reads, He, Aaron, will make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And he is to do the same for the tent of meeting, which is there with them right in the middle of their uncleanness. Subsequent scripture describe all that Aaron had to do to atone for his sins and the sins of the community, Israel. This involved him killing the bull and goats while alone in the tabernacle of the congregation and all the wall wearing the prescribed white linen clothing. This scripture reminds me of what is written in Isaiah 63, verses 3 through 5, which reads, Why is your apparel red, your clothes like someone treading a winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone. From the peoples, not one was with me. So I trod them in my anger, trampled them in my fury. So their lifeblood spurted out on my clothing and I have stained all my garments. For the day of vengeance that was in my heart and my year of redemption has come."
0: This scripture is speaking about Yeshua and his impending return. The day of the Lord will feature Yeshua as the conquering ruler, not the merciful, loving, non-threatening person depicted in artwork. The Yeshua of Yom Kippur will not be the Jesus this world imagined, regardless, The Bible says that he will return to rule. Mm -hmm. The commanded rehearsal of Yom Kippur, according to verses 29 through 31, is to be a permanent regulation for Israel and foreigners living with Israel. It is a Shabbat of rest, complete rest, and we are instructed to deny ourselves. This is a permanent regulation. So, what would you do if you discovered That the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions. Would you take the blue pill and pretend that you didn't know anything about Yom Kippur? Or would you take the red pill, humble yourself, turn to Elohim and obey His instructions to observe Yom Kippur? Only you can answer that question. We urge you to join with the body of believers in turning to Elohim at the time that He appointed.
1: Amen, Daddy. So how should one observe Yom Kippur? Take the day off from working. Fast from sundown to sundown, if you can. Take this time to repent for your sins and the sins of your community. Be grateful for the love, mercy, and atonement Jehovah has shown us by counting us as part of his family through Yeshua. For Jehovah has not appointed us to wrath, the day of the Lord, when his wrath will be poured out. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, our Messiah. That's first Thessalonians chapter five, verse nine. Celebrate the solemn time with other believers, if you can. Many wear white on this day. Study Jehovah's word. If you can't find a congregation or like-minded people to celebrate, stand before Jehovah where you are. In spirit, there will be a great cloud of witnesses all around you, giving glory to the Father.
0: Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please listen again to what we shared. Read over the scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.